Hey everyone, it's Dave and Jeff. It is February 19th, 2020. First show in what seems like a long time. It does, it in does. a week. Yeah, you've been around. You've been a traveling fool. I have been. I almost was murdered twice on <laughs> Sunday night. And then you told me it's a great city. How well, it happen? is. It's a great city. How many times have you often murdered in San Diego? Uh, I don't think I've ever walked away from an experience going, man, if I did this instead of doing that, I would have been murdered. <laughs> And it happened to me twice, <laughs> twice on Sunday night. Plus, I was reminded of a story about you. Oh, yeah. All in about a two-hour window. Yes. That was great. So um, we weren't here Sunday night because I was in Colorado Springs for the stadium series. Yeah. Incredible to be on the Air Force Academy base, man. Dave, they walked those cadets in. And they do the flyover, and you're outside, and it is 30 degrees, man. I mean, no joke when you say it gives you chills. It would have given you chills if it was 80 degrees out. Just incredible to be a part of that. But then uh, Sunday, had a couple of commitments in the morning, and then a longtime friend of yours and mine, Scott Morrissey. Yeah. Lives in Colorado Springs. Now, Scott and I worked at KSDO Radio together way back when. And then when Dave and I started this show, Scott was still covering, uh, or I guess I was at KFMB. You were, you were stringing probably for Sports Voice. And Scott was still at KSDO. So the three of us would often hang out at Qualcomm Stadium for Padre games. Yeah. Well, he and his family have moved up there. He owns a restaurant up there. If you ever go, go to Salsa on the Rock and uh, buy your first seven margaritas and then tell them uh, the eighth one's covered. Just there tell you go. Scott. Jeff said, if I buy the first seven, you'll buy my eighth. <laughs> uh, and so I hadn't seen him in a long time. We hung out, had an incredible time. And then... Uh, his restaurant is currently closed on Sundays. So we went next door to the sports bar. Yeah. So we walk into this sports bar in the Springs, and it's great, Dave. It just feels like a neighborhood vibe where you want to locals, right? And it's that cold, clean mountain air. And you're like, this is awesome. And as I walk in, uh, Scott makes his way to the bar. I'm following him, and there are high-top tables right directly next to the bar. Okay. There's a woman in a trench coat. Now, this trench coat runs from shoulder to ankle. It looks like the old-style uh, old like cowboy long rider jacket. Yeah. You know what that means, right? Naked underneath. <laughs> well, it was open. Oh. But it had buckles that went from kind of her shoulder all the way down to her knees. Yeah. In the movies, that means naked underneath. Well, I'm going to tell you again, the jacket was open. So you can keep saying the same fucking line. I don't know why you need to say it. Time to find a new bar. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, her hair's done, her makeup's done, and her face could probably tell a few stories. Like, she's lived a little life. She's got a little grit to her. And Not a compliment. <laughs> so Scott and I are sitting at the bar. We're having a couple of beers. And all of a sudden, I can feel this woman is staring directly at us. Yeah. And she's close. She's about as far away as you are from oh. me. And Scott's right next to me. Shit. 
And all of a sudden, I realized, well, I'm only going to be here about 10 more minutes. Scott owns the place next door. Yeah. He knows the two people sitting to the left of us at the bar, and he knows the bartender. Let's stir up some shit. <laughs> so, unbeknownst to him, I say to her, that's a hell of a jacket. I yeah. go, I have to tell you, I've been here for two and a half days. That's a hell of a jacket. And just she, out of nowhere. Just out of Because oh, she's staring right at us. Of course. She stands up, and she's probably five, six, hundred and ten pounds, right? Yeah. She holds the two lapels, and she says, how'd you like what's inside the jacket? Nice. And I go, well, unfortunately, I have to go to Denver tonight, or that may happen. What a puss. So she comes and sits down. The two people to my buddy's left in the bartender are like, what the fuck? And, uh... I go, how you doing? I go, I'm Jeff. This is my buddy, Scott. She goes, how are you? I'm Robin. I'm the third daughter of Jesus Christ. How about that? And I said, well, that's... I go, now, wait. You're friends with Jesus or you're his daughter? No, I'm his third daughter. I go, well, that's pretty impressive. You didn't say there are two of us? Can you call one of your sisters? (laughs) Again, I'm on a tight schedule. And uh, she goes, where are you from? I said, California. She goes, you know, that's funny you say that. I'm working with David Lynch, the movie producer, on a trilogy of movies on the second coming of Christ. And as soon as we get financing, I'm coming back to California. I go, shit, that call may come in tonight. (laughs) Jesus. Literally. So uh, (laughs) we chat for a few minutes. Fuck. And she's like, well, what are we doing? And I go, well, I got to go to Denver. But I tell you what. Why don't you take my seat here at the bar? You son of a bitch. And I go, because it looks like you got more of a story to tell, yeah. and I'll catch up with everybody when I come back. She goes, fantastic. <laughs> she takes my seat. We walk out, and she's chirping. Now, I'm going to tell you this, Dave. I have no hesitancy in telling you 25 years ago, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, I'm banging the third yeah. daughter. Yes. Shit. It's a hell of a story. If I didn't have to. Get to Denver, I might have banged her Sunday night. Yeah. And as I said to my friend Scott, I go, uh, yeah, I probably would have hooked up right there. And I probably, he goes, oh, yeah, you'd have been murdered yeah. in Colorado Springs. Oh, you think so? Maybe you would have got a first class ticket into heaven because you had a name to drop. Well, that's what I thought. So I've that's, never been, that's what I thought. I've never been to Colorado Springs. And I had a, like I said, I had a, fuck, I don't know if Denver's north or south, east or west. That doesn't matter. If you can't find the ocean, who gives a fuck? Right. All I know is it's an hour and a half away. In a great city, they name omelets after it. Woo! <laughs> to take an Uber down there would have been like 85 bucks. Okay. They don't have an Amtrak. At the hotel where I was staying. I think Jesus Christ's daughter would have given you a ride. Yeah. And then she would have got me to Denver. And would have taken one of your kidneys. Oh, she'd have taken my jugular with her teeth. Um, so I looked into a couple of different things, and for the first time in my life, Dave, I purchased a ticket on a Greyhound bus. Look at you. And Morrissey goes, this is bad. Yeah. He drops me off at the bus station. He goes, this is, this is worse than they do it in, yeah. in the movies. Yeah, Midnight Cowboy. Dude, people just talking themselves. It's an hour ride. Yeah. It cost me 15 bucks, and it dropped me off two and a half minutes from my hotel. 
I get on the bus, and I'm like, it's all dark. I got you. And for 45 minutes, I'm like, you know what? This was pretty goddamn easy. Was anybody sitting next to you? And then I heard a voice. Oh, fuck. In the darkness from across the aisle say to me, nobody's sitting next to me. I'm just hanging out. Cold winter night, right? Yeah. So you're you're seeing and seeing all these random cities go by. And all of a sudden I hear in the darkness, hey man, how's your night going? You tell uh, him about Jesus Christ's daughter? No. <laughs> no. I don't want to give up my uh fallback. And I go, uh, it's going all right. How's your night going? And he goes, It's good. It's my first time back in Denver since May. I've been in Arizona in prison for a crime I didn't do. And I go, no kidding. Happened to me too. You dropped that line? Nope. So he (laughs) chats for a few minutes. He starts telling me his story. What was the crime? He didn't say what the crime was. But then he goes, uh, hey, man, when this bus stops, do you want to get high? And I go, brother, I've been getting high all day. I can't circle back there. And he goes, well, I like that. I wish I'd been getting high all day. Good on you. And so now we make our way, and about five minutes later, we're into Holy downtown fuck. Denver. What are you thinking right now? I'm like, Are you thinking I should have taken Uber? No, I'm like, this dude looks too much like a younger Danny Trejo. <laughs> and uh, uh, one way or the other, I'm dying tonight in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> like, somebody wants me to die tonight in Denver. So that guy... I mean, hell, I don't know when they got out of prison, but basically they gave him a bus ticket mm-hmm. and 200 bucks. He started, bucks. yeah, from Phoenix yeah. to Albuquerque. Then he got fucked into going through the springs. I just need to get to Denver. Now we make our way into downtown and he says, I hate this street. I hate this street right here. And I go, yeah. He goes, 20 years ago, my best friend, 23 years old, was shot on that corner right there. They blew his head off and killed him. And I'm like, fuck, right? He goes, yep, every time I'm here. And he goes, you know what? I tell you what, man, when this bus parks, oh boy, I'm going to get off. There's a bar right there, and I'm going to go get a cold beer, and then I'm going to get another, and then I'm going to get another. And he goes, what do you say about joining me and celebrating my freedom? You buy him a Papa John's pizza to go with it? <laughs> and I go, buddy, I got family waiting on me. I wish I could, but celebrate your ass off. You earned it. Thanks, man. You earned it. Look at <laughs> you. Writing cards for prisoners. This fucking guy shuffled off into the darkness. Jesus. And I was just like, You're better off with the girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But she, yeah. Well, this guy, this guy would have probably, I was thinking later on how he would have murdered me. Yeah. He'd have probably just shot me. Yeah. Easy. In the back. Yeah. And then, uh, and then probably used like a machete. <laughs> right been done but what i what i thought of that whole time was i was like tonight's not my night because we have a rule on here you never do tribute shows yeah. tribute shows suck yeah and i was like I, the local sports shows are so disappointing across the board that i just can't do that to my kids or my friends to have any of those assholes try to recap what <laughs> happened to me after my untimely death on my first ever trip to Colorado. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm not going to fuck Robin, Jesus's daughter, and I'm not going to go drink with uh, 
Danny Trejo. <laughs> so uh, I just got the hell out of there. But two stories yes. with Scott Morrissey that were shared with me on Sunday. When we went to baseball, we used to sit down the first base press box, which was kind of the football press box more than anything. Yeah. But because we made so much noise, all the beat writers got upset, so we sat down there. And he and I would sit down there every night just bullshit. One night, old Phil Stone comes shuffling into Qualcomm Stadium and takes a seat about six seats to my right, which really isn't that far down. It's only about five or ten feet. Yeah. And now Phil sets up a portable Radio Shack tape recorder and a microphone and starts calling the game. He's making a demo tape. And Scott and I are like, what the fuck? <laughs> we don't want to listen to you tell your bullshit stories and fake laugh and your cheap, right, Montgomery Ward tape recorder. Yes. There's a legendary San Diego media member who passed away a few years ago by the name of Rick Hill. And Rick is just this grouchy old redhead. But he and I were currently working at that time together at KFMB. Rick sees Phil to my right. And Rick had a bit of a hitch in his giddy up yeah. and starts walking. Doesn't say shit to Morrissey. Shuffling. Walks past him <laughs> to me and goes over and approaches Phil Stone. Phil puts the hand up and gives Red the Heisman and says, hey, Red, not tonight. I'm working here. Rick stops, turns around, starts walking back, but not before I said to him, hey, how'd that fucking go? <laughs> I go, get the fuck out of here. We're worked down at this end, asshole. So Morrissey brought that up, and then he said to me, what did, hold on. What did Rick do when he said that? He just kept Nothing. He just took his ass whooping and kept walking. Oh, man. I got a funny Rick Hill story. Go ahead. But then Morrissey said to me, he goes, hey, I got a question for you. And he goes, it's probably a question for Palais. He goes, I remember we were down one night in the press spot or in the locker room. And he goes, I feel like it was the St. Louis Cardinals. And he said, Dave went up with his recorder, and a guy said to him, hey, I know you from last year. Didn't I tell you get the fuck out of here a year ago? fuck are you doing back here? And goddamn, we laughed our ass off. I go, was it Tom Pagnazzi? He goes, I don't know, man. He goes, I just remember. It felt like there were a lot of people that had a beef with yeah, that guy. Yeah, I did remember. And there he goes, go. I just remember standing there like, what? Yeah. And the reporter, or he goes, the player said to Palais, Hey, man, I remember you from last year. Didn't I tell you get the fuck out of here? What are you doing it, it, here? It, not, yeah, it, the story didn't go exactly like that. But it, I tell you, the one that I remember that like that was Glenn Allen Hill. Glenn Allen Hill is a great guy. Yes. I wonder if that's the guy. And Glenn Allen Hill, when I, when I was asked by Bob Chandler to get him on the postgame show. Right. Down on the field. And I'd work for KFMB for get the post game show, and then I'd get an interview for ESPN in the locker room later. Mm -hmm. And um, I go to Glenn Allen Hill because that's who Bob asked me to get. Yeah, and he goes, "I'm not doing it. Go fuck yourself." <laughs> and Glenn Hill was a big dude. Like yeah. a lot of these oh, guys, yeah. I'd no, like to say, uh, "Fuck, let's go," but not Glenn Allen Hill. He would have killed me. And then, 
20 minutes later, I have to go get sound for ESPN. He was the star of the game. That's it. That, and I walk I remember back that. in and he goes, what are you doing here? I thought I told you to that's, go fuck yourself. That's exactly it. Uh, yes, yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> I remember that one. That one's good. And now, Dave, man, oh, man. It's just the older we get, mortality kicks in. Yes. And while I was away in that thin mountain air, <laughs> I was watching everybody reflect on the passing of former Padre shortstop Tony Fernandez, who left us at just 57 years old. Way too young. So much life to live. Wish it was younger. And I wrote on social media, what Tony Fernandez did for young Dave Palais is yeah. the stuff heroes are made of. And these are obviously a bunch of dumb fucks yes. that follow me on Twitter that have no idea this story. So they immediately think like Tony Fernandez took you golfing or took you to the, where's that place Bob Kraft goes? <laughs> they, they, all these shitheads have no idea. And so, please. Okay. For tonight. And and you know what? Well, can I this mean, be the last time? No, fuck, fuck. no. We're going to do it every year on the anniversary uh, oh, of his fuck, death. I, literally, I, every other story I, I kind of laugh at. This one really pisses me off. Well, it should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake. For when, fuck's uh, when, sake. When I tell it to people, I'm like, what a dipshit. <laughs> okay? You're part of this brand. And the only way you're going to get better is to get shamed. This is before the brand, by the way. This is before I started it doing It doesn't matter. We should have Bernie Wilson in here because I blame him for this story. Coach Bob Knight would not be a fan of your actions on this day. I'll tell you what, Coach Bob Knight, God rest his soul. Is he dead yet? No, but he's oh, okay. he looks like it. Well, he's well good. I hope he lives to another 100 years. He won't. He uh, won't live another 100 days. I saw him on TV the other day. Take not it good. easy. When he wanted take to fight easy. Dick Vitale? Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> that was really weird. Um. Yeah, he he wouldn't be he wouldn't put up with the way you behave. So let's <laughs> the way I behaved. Uh what year was this? This was around oh, so I can tell you right now. I'm getting a guess before I even look. I'm gonna guess it was ninety five. Okay. Well he was here wasn't he here? No, he, this when oh, him no, and he I was got, already gone. Yeah, so okay, so this was ninety four, actually. Nine I'm looking up right now. He was with the Cincinnati Reds. Yep. And that's when it happened. So the game okay. was at, at Jack Murphy Stadium. Mm -hmm. It wasn't Qualcomm by then, it was Jack Murphy still and then I was doing some stuff with Bernie Wilson. Like, Bernie and I had just met. Mm -hmm. And uh, Bernie works for the Associated Press, and he worked out a deal for me just to get some extra money, and I was working for Associated Press. And I'm sitting right next to Bernie, and I'm having a million questions for him. And, you know, Bernie's not exactly the most talkative guy going at the time. <laughs> Probably drove him crazy. And um, he was saying to me, hey, when you go down in the locker room, if it's the Reds, Tony Fernandez is a fucking dick. Stay away from him. Okay. And I, from right then, I was like, that's the challenge. Oh, if Tony dumb. Fernandez, if I can get Tony Fernandez to talk, then hey, guess what? I'm winning. See, this is why that story is going to be repeated every year. You got the fucking, with all respect to Nick, yes, you've got the Godfather right there, the guy who's been in and he's given you the lay of the land, and you've just ignored really good free advice. Yeah, but I was trying to show you how good I was at what I did. Okay. Not good at all. No. Okay. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm admitting the faults. I you got can't it. Go slamming me now. I well, this is like 26 years ago. Well, I t uh, all what? Right. What's your goddamn problem? Well, I tell you what, it'd be like the late Ted Kennedy saying, "Hey, maybe I shouldn't have driven that night." Yeah, well, thanks, Ted. 
Got it. And maybe that's maybe that's a little dramatic. Yes, that's a very dramatic. But I'm I'm still trying to adjust back to sea level after being at high altitude all weekend. Okay. So everybody calm down. Everybody calm the fuck down. Jeff was almost murdered. Twice. How long would it have taken them to find your body? Oh fuck. No no clue. <laughs> no fuck it. I'm done. I don't even know where I'd be. Where would I uh, yeah, done. Just I'm um, believe me, they wouldn't have found me in Aspen. No way. They'd have found me in the IB of Colorado. <laughs> I'd have, I'd have banged that little shit, and then she'd have been like, "Guess what? It's your last night." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Bye, sugar. Oh my gosh. So okay, I, so go back. Uh, Cincinnati Reds are in Cincinnati time. Reds, nineteen ninety four. Hal Morris is an option. Yeah, Hal Morris is an option. Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin. Uh, Sabo's gone by then, right? Yeah, Sabo's probably gone. I'm not even sure. Here's what I remember before I went to talk to him. Is right. that if everybody knows Tony Fernandez was a very good defensive shortstop, right? Yeah. Well, he goes to the Reds. Barry Larkin's a stud. I mean, oh, the true. following year, he won MVP. Well, the Reds didn't get Tony to play short. They got him to play third. Play Be- third, that's right. Not Be- second. Yeah. Before the game, Tony would only take ground balls at third the whole year. I mean, at short, the whole at year. Short, he refused yeah. to take him at third, even though he wasn't going to play short. He yeah. refused to admit he wasn't a shortstop anymore. That should have, if you notice that. Yeah. That probably should have been... been a good sign to stay the fuck away from this yeah. black job. Look for Hal Morris. Yeah, Hal Morris. So, Todd Todd Benzinger, one of them. Shit. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, okay, here we go. Okay, here, here's go the part ahead. Jeff likes. I, I, I like and, and, and honest, man, I'm not even doing this for this fucking show. I tell you, I hate this story more than any story ever. That's why I make you tell it all the time. Like any other one, I don't mind repeating everything I laugh at. I never laugh at this shit. Ugh. This fucking guy. I go down in there in the locker room mm-hmm. and I say, Tony, you got a second. I probably was dumb. I probably called him Mr. Fernandez because I used to fuck that up all the time. And he goes, get the hell out of here. I'm not talking. Okay. And I was like, shit. All right. I guess I'm not going to get it. And I start to walk away. Maybe I'm at this point. Maybe I'm 10 feet away. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm sorry. He goes, that's not good. Nice to me at all. Why don't you come back here? And I go, thanks, Tony. I go, Tony, can you talk about... I said, get the fuck out of here. That like, cuts me off. And I'm like, shit. And I'm looking at Tony. Tony's 6'2", 160. 6'2". You know his dong's about yeah, fucking 6'1", 180. <laughs> There's uh, a uh, couple guys in the media that we can talk to. They'd probably <laughs> confirm that. Uh, no shit. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. It's the altitude. It's the altitude. So I'm like, motherfucker, now I'm pissed. So people hear him yell at me. I mean, as soon as someone yeah. goes, get the fuck out of here. That's a the, small room. The I've room, been in there. Yeah, the room stops. I mean, yeah. it, 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 dude, it's the size of probably this fucking garage. Right. And you're talking 25 players plus oh, all man. the media members and trainers, all the other guys. That's bad. It's bad. And I'm like, shit. And then he, he yells at me from about 30 feet away now. Hey, hey, hey. I don't know what's wrong with me. I got the red ass. Why don't you come on back here? And I'm like, here I come. Dipshit. Dipshit. On the move. And I go back again, and he goes, take a seat. And right when I'm about to t- sit down on one of those wooden stools, remember? Yeah. And I, I don't fall, but he kicks that bitch right out from underneath oh. me, dude. But you didn't fall. No, I didn't fall. Yeah. And I was, and I, and in my mind, I'm like, fuck this job. I'm going to fight Tony Fernandez. I was so yeah. fucking pissed. I'm going to choke him. 
and and it dude it went on like this now what, three times he got yes me. and i keep thinking it was four but I'm, charlie brown's three. like figure it out oh uh, it was just i just was wanting to show bernie how good i was at this shit now how I, you I, feeling I about good. that right then super pissed super pissed to the point where i told you i i snapped in 96 on tom pagnosi well, yeah i know i was there at that one yeah <laughs> that was great that was a good one but but tom pagnosi didn't die so stay on the tony no. fernandez story and, and well that that was it so tony fernandez got me now three four but times what about when you go out in the hallway and the and the clubby comes and gets you yeah that was the fourth one they i, I came back fourth time come on back yeah. And then say, but he sent the kid out to yeah, get you, did. right? He did. He sent the clubhouse guy to go get me and did the fake apology bullshit. And then he fucking got me again. But this time the whole locker room's looking at me like, dude, what the fuck? Like they must know Tony's yeah. a cock. Why do you keep falling for it? But I was trying to prove my worth who was making twenty five dollars a game or whatever the fuck I was making. But um super pissed. And then I was super pissed when he died, and everyone's always greatest guy ever, great teammate. Our buddy Brett Boone will be on the show tomorrow. Yeah. You see that? Oh, great teammate. Fuck off. Fuck off, Booney. Yeah, you played second. You don't even have no idea what the fuck was going on over there at Here's third, the you other asshole. Thing. Why that guy? We're going to ask Brett about that. Brett will, Brett will be here tomorrow night. Look at a Brett's ex-wife right on social media. Oh, what a sweetheart. Rest in peace, Tony. Fuck off. Fuck off. Dude, here's the bullshit. Why yeah. this town's so full of shit? I can't take it. That goddamn guy, let me remind all you yeah. assholes again, <laughs> okay, that are so excited that you got your new brown hat. Let me remind you about Tony Fernandez, right? And what he did to Diablo is fine. <laughs> but there were two separate fucking trades that happened with the Toronto Blue Jays within 15 minutes of yeah. each other. They were not, it was not a two for two trade. Yeah. The deal was Joe Carter for Fred McGriff. You can say, I like that trade. I hate that trade. It really doesn't matter. I like Fred McGriff. And then Joe McElvain says to Gord Ash, the GM of the Toronto Blue Jays, what's it going to take to get Tony Fernandez? To which Gord Ash has said on the record, I jokingly said Roberto Alomar. And Joe McElvain said, okay, that deal... It wasn't, hey, we'll give you McGriff, but you got to throw in Alomar into the deal. And you could talk about the four tops and all that other bullshit. <laughs> Robbie Alomar is in the fucking Hall yeah, of Fame. He's he the was one that was a, the Hall of Fame. He's a homegrown player. Yep. He had come up. His dad was a coach. His brother was part of this organization. And they fucking gave him away yep. for Tony Fernandez. Again, that has nothing to do with Fernandez didn't demand that trade. That shouldn't impact the way you think about him after he passed. I'm just saying when I hear that guy and I look at all the Padre fans jumping up and down about the fucking impact he made here in two seasons, whenever he was here, it's like, fuck, man, that's the guy we gave up Alomar for. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying you, you spit or piss on his grave. That's not my point at all. I'm just saying I can't understand why all of you jump up and down Fun player when he was here, absolutely, but holy shit. <laughs> but holy shit. I mean, come on. Swear to God, we're fucking dickheads in this town. I, I can't get this straight. I just cannot get it figured out. It, it is the craziest fucking town. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I don't know what they're saying. They're so desperate for great memories and a winner. This is what you're forced to wrap your head around. 
Well, I will tell you this. Um, and, and I by the way, how many games did you go to? Do you remember when they had the four tops? Um, did you go to a lot of games? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I went to twenty, but I went to more than five. I mean, I was living yeah. in Cardiff at that I time. I just remember the stadium being so fucking empty during that time. Yeah, God, they, you know, Dave, Fernandez was a really good player. McGriff was a great player. Tony obviously was great. But watching Sheffield, yes. yeah, and and I remember just because we didn't see a lot of Brewers baseball. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll, I'll be a hundred percent transparent. Oh. You're giving up Matt Mieski and Ricky Bonus? Okay. Fucking Sheffield comes here and just starts hammering oh, baseballs. It was great. And you're like, fuck. I'd give up Ricky Bonus, Matt Mieski, and both of their mothers. <laughs> that was an unbelievable trade. So if I'm going to rip McIlvain over Robbie for Fernandez, uh, he deserves credit. For for getting Sheffield here, yeah, because I think he did. I I think McIlvain's the guy responsible for that deal, but Sheffield, what a one amazing amazing player. I mean, I always talk about Kevin Mitchell being my favorite Padre. Goddamn, it, him and and Sheffield uh, for short time guys. Obviously, yeah. Tony and Trevor are your all timers. But if you kind of broke it up into tiers, yeah. short time guys. God dang man. Mitchell and Sheffield were just, they were the guys that you always hated when your yeah. pitcher had to face him, when uh, Mark Thurmond had to face it, and then fucking Sheffield hits the ball about 722 feet. But then when we're wearing that Padre jersey and they delivered, that's what we all want Machado to yeah. be. We want Machado to be that guy. We want him to be who Kevin Mitchell was, who Sheffield was in that uniform. Where pitchers are so miserable that he comes up in an impactful point of the game, and then that player makes you suffer, and yeah. and that's who you want Machado to be, man. Exactly, Mitchell lived up to his reputation, and so did Sheffield. You know, it, right now I'm just looking at uh, the 1991 Padres, the first year that Tony Fernandez was here. They were yeah. 84 and 78 that year. Wow. Ten games out of first, but 84 and 78. Um, well, I'll say this about the Padres, and about 25 guys made a decision today at my work. Okay. We were going to go to opening day. Okay. Padres opening day, whatever that is, March 26th, 28th against the Rockies. Go down, everybody go down. I told you I've been approved for the day off. I've got the whole day to hang out. Yep. I was going to come down and see Woods, the whole deal. And I think we're all giving that up. We're going to actually work that day because the better play for us as baseball fans is eight days later. Yep. On a Friday night, 25 of us are taking the train to Anaheim. And we're going to the Angels home opener against the Astros. Is that right? It's yep. the home opener? Yep. It's pretty smart. I'll tell you this. Dude, that is a great play. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I feel so bad, wink, wink, for Darren, because he doesn't know what the fuck to say. But I will say this in Darren's defense. I believe A.J. Hinch was in his wedding. Yeah. A.J. was in his wedding. Yeah. He's just sitting there right now like, God dang it. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck! 
Like any of us would. Oh, yeah. Now, here's where I'm different from Darren. If it's you, Woods, Costa. Yeah. I'm laughing every day. I'm playing these. I don't give a fuck that you got fired. Yeah. You made a shitload of money. You still have your ring. Whatever. I'm fucking dying laughing every day, right? Because, come on. You were banging trash cans. Yeah, of course. You didn't shoot anybody. You didn't kill anybody. You probably got a scarlet letter on you for the rest of your life. Huge one. But listen to Darren bullshit about these goddamn Astros. (laughs) Hey, I don't change history. That's just me. Of course you fucking don't. Your fucking boy was the manager. We all respect that. Just say it. And maybe he has. In fairness to him, I don't hear much of the show. But if that was me, I'd be like, listen, okay? God, (laughs) fucking Palais with his trash can bullshit. Every day. And I let this guy in my wedding instead of Mark Grant. Yeah. And I I got to go home every night. I got to look at the old lady. <laughs> Man, you want to listen to a guy suffer. Just send him shit on that text line yeah. about that Astros yeah. team. He panics every time. But uh, this but it, is where this is where Darren can win the relationship. With who? The, with the listeners. How? You fucking get A.J. Hinch to replace Jim Russell. <laughs> That's how you fucking well, do it. During baseball season, you owe us, A.J., you cocksucker. Well, let's I'm see. sitting here complaining all last fall that I don't know how I'm going to get on an airplane to get to Houston in time to watch the World Series. Well. Because well, everybody cared about my big boy problems. Yeah, was fucking uh, Tom Verducci in your wedding? How yeah. the fuck did Tom Verducci get the interview and not you? Yeah. You're all... You're all jumping up and down because you got Landon Donovan. Big fucking deal. Get A.J. Inch in there. And you tell him, you go, hey, I sit here every day with my nuts in a vice. Yes. Because I'm on this horseshit station, and I'm trying to figure out a way to not throw you under the bus Yeah. with any goddamn sense of dignity. A.J., you fucked me. <laughs> Again. I'm, I'm telling you, man, if you have a guy that you're that close with that's in the middle of it, you're in a miserable situation. Yeah. Believe me, I am not sitting in the driveway of my glass house throwing rocks at Darren. I just laugh every fucking day because you just go, look, look, 99 out of 100 topics. I'll come yeah. in here. I'll give you an educated point of view. I'll do my best. We may agree. We yeah. may disagree. I got fucked in this Astros deal. Yes. I didn't know they were... You know what? I bet that fucking asshole was the guy hitting the drum. <laughs> Probably had a little wooden spoon. But, dude... Oh, can, my gosh. Nobody... People... You and I are just jacked up in the head. Yeah. Oh, can, yeah. How would Ben handle it if Woods had... If we find out that Woods cheated for that uh, championship that he just won in Flagstaff that <laughs> three people attended? It's a big damn difference. You're buying season tickets and fucking buying the baseball package for 350 bucks to watch Woods. Um, enough about Darren. I just heard him today, and I was like, God, that, that's funny. As shit. It is funny. Cause... That is funny. I tell you, though, you said something interesting. First mm-hmm. of all, going to the Astros' first game, there's going to be a shitload of media attention. You're right. The Astros are open up against the Angels on April 3rd. 
Okay. But the season's been going for five days by the time we get there. The Angels open on the road. Oh, that's right. I'm just looking at the home games for the Angels. Yeah, we're just going to the Angels home opener. So I know a ton of uh, Dodger fans have said they're trying to buy tickets to fucking let it be known. And I'm going to sit. I'm telling you, Dave, and you guys know this. I I couldn't hate the Dodgers more than anybody. But I tell you what, on that night, man, on that night, Everybody should be an Angel fan, and you got to be a fucking Dodger fan, yeah. too. I'm just sorry. There's a guy code that you don't fucking do that shit. Yeah, it's horseshit. It is it, a horseshit move. It doesn't mean you buy a Dodger no, hat or you no. do anything, but you just fucking... Dude, I don't think they know, Dave, and I didn't mean to interrupt you. The Astros are in a really bad spot, yeah. and I talked to a friend today that knows, has really good connections with the Players Association, and what I was told today was... The rule at the Players Association always was, we keep this in-house, yep. we don't speak to the media, and what I was told today is, when you have Mike Trout coming out, when you have goddamn LeBron James coming yes. out, when you have Aaron Judge, when Every you have- Every day, John Carlos Stanton today. When you have Carlos Correa looking yep. like an idiot coming yep. back at Bellinger, like there was, there was a feeling like Rob Manfred better figure this out or Rob Manfred's in big trouble. He should trouble. be out. He's blowing it. I mean, it's completely Called it a piece of metal? Yeah. You call that uh, as... It's like everybody's in spring training trying to win that piece of metal right now. Hockey fans, say what you want about the NHL. Gary Bettman or anybody in power ever made that kind of comment, and they wouldn't about the Stanley Cup. Yep. Oh, my gosh. And so Rob Manfred has got a big, big problem on their hand. Baseball has a big problem on their hand, and it's getting worse. It's not getting better. No, you're you're right. I, I tell you, man. I, I go on. I love. I'll be honest, with you, I love all this shit. Oh, it's crazy. I, and I love the fact that players are calling out the Astros. I think right so now too. It's Twenty nine against one, and it might be the Red Sox are about to get their shit too. But right now, it is. It's like WWE. I mean, this is crazy yeah. how much people are into this. It, I don't want to say it's good for the sport, but, man, there's a lot of interest in the sport. Here's all why it's good for the sport. It's good for the sport because what they did is bullshit. And in my eyes, you're all punks. And nothing you have done over the last three weeks from your owner to your GM to your manager, sorry, Darren, to any player on that team has convinced me that there's one ounce of remorse in there. Exactly. You know when the remorse will start? About day three of that Astros series at the Angels. And then by the next three games. And the next three games after that. And then every time you have to put your bag under that airplane and you walk those steps, you're like, man, we're going to get the shit beat out of us again. Yeah. And I'll say this. We have a great relationship now with Kyle Kraska. And I'm very proud of what he accomplished at that blood drive last week. But as he told us a year ago in this garage, he's and I, I sincerely believe him. He said, man, I never intended to have what happened to you and Dave happen at KFMB. I would never do that of how much I liked you guys. And then he shared stories about this fan base and what they did to him yeah. around town and what they did to him at Live Shots. Yeah. Listen, man, that's all water under the bridge, and I couldn't be more thrilled but I'm saying I'd much rather be on Team Dave and Jeff than against Dave and Jeff. And yep. that's why I'm saying on that Friday night, Dave, I'll back the Dodgers. Because yep. while I hate the Dodgers, I think it's bullshit what happened to the Dodgers. And I can't support that. And I think it's fucking idiotic 
that those guys aren't out of the game. And so for that night, you're fucking right because, yeah, I want the pods to beat the Dodgers, yeah. but I don't need a fucking trash can to do it. Exactly and you, right. And, and I, yes, I want you to lose. I want them to lose every game, but I don't want them to lose in the manner they did. It's fucking bullshit. And I hope, man, we've seen angry Dodger fans. Yeah. I hope they fucking tear those assholes a new one every second, and I think it's great, and I think they are going to start to suffer the punishment. It, it's like, uh, I mean, it's crazy, but and it's a weird analogy, but understand my point. Obviously, OJ should have been yes. in prison for what happened, but what happened to him outside where you become... You're, you can't live a normal life anymore. Yeah. You become a target and you're yelled at and spit at and people are upset with you. Again, I get cheating in a baseball game to win a World Series is much different than the death of two people. Yeah. I'm just saying the arrogance that that organization has showed for the last three weeks is about to come back and get them in a bad way, and I love it. They have handled it so poorly. Terribly. I mean, just shut your mouth. I mean, they, every day they handle it so poorly. I'm watching on, on social media, people are going after Carlos Correa's wife. Because as soon as he went off, people are like, how does it feel to be married to Carlos Correa if he cheated uh, for the World Series? You know he's cheating on you. And man, they are I going. Don't, I don't go after exactly that. I don't right. like that. It, it, that. I didn't say I support that. No, I'm I just saying you. it is. It's like, dude, you brought everybody into this. Maybe the best thing that could have happened to you guys was that the commissioner pulled his Adam Silver move, told Jim Crane, you're selling the team. Yep. This has been horrible for baseball. You're selling the team, and guess what? Your guys are either going to be suspended for a certain amount of time. I understand the whole players' union deal, but you, you, there has to be some kind of punishment. Or you sit there, and you, smart move for the Astros, I think, honestly, is you start breaking that team apart. Mm -hmm. You just start shipping guys off. You start making trades. You go, what can what can I get for Correa? What can I get for almost everybody? Yeah, and, and it's because every guy who's associated with those teams over the last three years, it's looked as poison. Well, now, I mean, so here, here's the deal. Garrett Cole was on the Astros a year oh, ago. Yeah. And Garrett Cole's now on the Yankees. The Yankees have mm -hmm. a lot of animosity. You don't think this has come up in their clubs? Oh, shit. You don't That's tell me. You don't think Mookie Betts and David Price are being asked by the Dodgers, what were you guys fucking doing? You oh, know, I'm, I mean, you, you, there, are, there are relationships, but you got to get them out of that Astros uniform and at least give the Astros a chance to start over. It doesn't matter if they take uh, a beating for the next five, six years as they rebuild. Yeah. This is the worst thing to happen to baseball since I've been alive. Oh, yeah, you know, it's a really interesting point that you made about Cole because I hadn't even thought about that connection, Dave, or Price and Betts coming into the Dodgers. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think, man... I I think good. I really do. I think good. I will say this. I'm not a I'm not a fan of families getting hammered, right? Like I wouldn't want uh kids or anybody to get hammered of for course. decisions I made. Like come at me, I earned it. Like, you know, the beating I earned it. But um but like wives and kids and stuff, like, you know, draw the line, yeah. right? We can there's there's enough vile things. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying just booing and yelling and yeah. cat calls, that type of thing. When I mean vile things that you can do towards the team that I don't think it has to extend out to family. But, but I, I have to admit, man, watching, uh, John Carlos Stanton watching, um, Marquesas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nick. 
Yeah, Mike Nick Trout. Marquecas, yeah. Or Marquecas, yeah. Uh, dude, it's big. It's really good. And I like it. And I, I think good on all those guys for not towing the company line. And I don't have any problem with any of them calling out the commissioner either. Yes. I, I don't. I think, man, I think that shows you. Look, as somebody that buys tickets and buys tickets for my kids to go out and watch the game. Yeah. And we just love the game of baseball. Man, I love the fact that guys making a lot of money, it means that much to them. Yeah. But, and they all, they all may have different driving forces behind their anger. But to me, it's like, hey, we play the game the right way. Do do whatever. Like if I'm if I'm tipping pitches and yep. you see it, that's on me. Yep. But to have technology, that's that's crossing the Especially line. Especially when they were warned about it before. So yeah. I had people write to me, well, they weren't ever warned. No, they were warned about it. Yeah. They were all, we all knew about it. All right, before we get to how old are they and how much are they worth, I want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is the guy that would like to help you get out of the rental market and help you get into a house. Right now, he'll let you know what's going on with the untold story of real estate here in San Diego. If you are renting right now, you're throwing money away, but you probably already know that. You probably know every time you write that check, man, there's nothing to show for my money. I need to find a way to get out of this. Dan Williams wants to show you how to, way, how to show a way to get into a brand new house. And if you give him a call, you contact him, he will tell you how to walk you through the process. I tell you, I call Dan all the time. Almost mm-hmm. every financial issue I have now, I give Dan a call. I even called him yesterday for a quick question. He's uh, so helpful. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. You can also email him, Daniel at sandiegolending.us. It's Daniel at sandiegolending.us. Well, so many of us know Gavin on social media. What an incredible help he was for us at that event on August the 1st of yep. 2018 when Gav just stepped up and helped me out on a night when we were looking for volunteers. He was great. And, man, he sent me the nicest message on social media tonight. He goes, hey, listen, I'd love you to share my story. He goes, I'm like a lot of people. We just got a little in a jam, not anything major, but we just have some financial questions. We listen to the show. We call Dan Williams, and Dan's doing an amazing job. That's a guy that we all look to. We all have a great time. Dave and I could tell you all about it, but one one of our own yes. – is using Dan and Dan's helping him, man, he can help you as well. I told you the best advice that he gave me last week. I didn't even know it. I wish he told me three months ago. It was save me about uh, $94,000. He said, anytime I get an email that says, here's your pre-sale code, just delete it. <laughs> now, I'm sorry, Dave. I wouldn't be able to take you to Belinda Carlisle for your birthday, but, but I'd be okay financially. Yeah. So I'm a little late to the party. But uh, Gavin took our advice. You should, too. Call Dan, 858-688-6813. After you call Dan, make sure you call our good friend Brian Curry. He'll be the guy that helps you get into that perfect house. He knows real estate better than anyone in San Diego. This is how quickly the guys work for us when we say, hey, we have a question or we have an issue. They're not just for us, for anybody that contacts them. We call Mm -hmm. Brian Curry say, Brian, look, we're going to put this house back on the market. We decided we want to sell this thing in the spring and we want to move forward. Right now we're looking to get to a smaller house. We're looking to downsize a little bit. Just no no sense in having a house with, uh, when we moved in, we had five people. Now we're down to about two. So we're looking for a different house, different neighborhood. Not exactly sure what we want. Not exactly, I'll be honest with you. If I did what Brian Curry did, not exactly the clients you'd want. We said, well, what do you want? I can't tell you what I want. 
Well, guess what? Within two hours, there are 26 houses he sent me. Right. 26 houses that were almost to a T. My wife asked for some crazy shit. I'm looking at her, just shaking her head as, as she's talking on the speakerphone, and she's like, well, we want a three-car garage, and we want four a bedrooms, tree. and we want a one-story, but they have to have vaulted ceilings, and I'm looking oh, at her like, where my the God. fuck does this house exist? Calm down, Candy Spelling. Dude. <laughs> Fucking a. 26 houses that match this i'm like vaulted ceilings in a yeah single story that is, is smaller than yeah. where we are right now and yet you want a three-car garage why don't you ask for an eight-car garage good fucking luck guess what he found 26 within two hours i'm telling you you know what really fucking pisses me off about that story is if you were just not such a fucking tool when you were 17 nicole Agert wouldn't have done that kind no. of shit how many times do i say that to myself god Nine times an hour? You aren't kidding. I wonder what Nicole Eggert's doing. That's what my bracelet says. Yeah. She's like, hey, hey, BC, let's just fucking uh, get that house bought, and then we'll go to the Baywatch reunion party. <laughs> and don't worry, who's that guy, that Canadian guy, the dark-haired guy that couldn't talk? Alan Thick. Not Alan Thick. He's dead. The young guy that dated, uh, not the blonde guy. The the dark-haired <laughs> lifeguard. Not, uh, you know, the blonde-haired guy. David Survey? That guy. <laughs> he won't be there. <laughs> you know? I have no fucking idea how that name jumped into my head. Come on, Brian. You did such a great job. Dave and I are going to take you to the Baywatch reunion. And don't worry, David Charvet isn't going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> but instead he just take my guy and run him through the fucking ringer hey maybe you want to remind the little lady that brian's a former helicopter pilot yes jesus i thought life was tough enough overseas over <laughs> i didn't know i'd have to put so many square pegs and round holes over go wolves go um <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you where I'm moving, dude. Yeah. I'm moving to Evergreen, Colorado. That's the coolest city I've ever been in. Is that right? Oh, my God. And here's the other thing that I was told. Wink, wink. The altitude gets you drunk a lot faster. Is that what they say? Yeah. Not the 19 Paps Blue Ribbons I was <laughs> drinking at the Little Bear. Uh, BC, I'm moving to Evergreen. Now I'm just going to do this show. Like Kevin and Bean. Remember Kevin and yes. Bean in L.A.? One guy moved to Seattle? Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to move there. And I'm going to open up a golf cart rental business, <laughs> make a lot of money, and I'll just do this show down the line. I like it. Thank you. I like it. Brian Curry's number again is 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Also, don't forget about TaylorMade Pools. Alan Taylor is your guy, 619-449-4452. That's all I hear lately. When we talk about moving to that new house, man, we yep. need to get a pool. If we don't have a pool, we're going to need a backyard more big enough. The pool or the vaulted ceilings or the nine-car garage? She I thought you are downsizing. She, There's two people. Dude, I have no idea what she's doing. She doesn't know what she wants. I don't know. Brian Curry's problem now. That's the way I look at it. I tell you what, Hallmark needs to have a year-round Christmas movie channel. <laughs> Because she's plum loco. She is. From January to November. She is. She's out of control. 
God. All I keep hearing that if the pool, if the backyard doesn't have a pool, we need a backyard big enough to have that pool so we could call Alan Taylor. Taylor made pools, the perfect pool for you is just around the corner. My wife thinks it's around the corner as well. I tell you what, I've never lived in a house with a pool. I'm That'd looking forward great. to it. It's going to be, uh, the water's going to be Dodge, Dodger Blue. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> have one of those infinity pools. I'm just going to have it run like right towards the street so it looks like you just fall right oh, in the street. No. Anything Alan Taylor says that can make it happen, he will make it happen. Again, his number is 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Tell you what, I'm going to have that beautiful tailor-made pool put in, and I'm going to tell Al this is the only thing I need. I don't care how goddamn deep that pool is. You know what? <laughs> Let's make it 35 feet deep, right? 35 feet. I like it. Thirty. I want it to go three feet Five feet, and then a 30-foot drop-off to 35 feet. If my eardrums don't explode, then it's not deep enough. That's it. I want to be able to throw seashells down. I want to be able to do that thing. What's that, free dive? Yes. We're going to have free dive competitions. <laughs> and then, next to my brand-new tailor-made pool, I'm going to have ice-cold Labats on draft. <laughs> now what? Now what? That's how you throw a goddamn pool party. That is it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Or, oh, you, or go you can ahead. go to your friend, uh, I don't know, one of your friend's house and sit there in one of those little four-by-four four square pools and act like you're having fun when you're wondering if you're catching the coronavirus because every little kid's been in there pissing. <laughs> Not in a tailor-made pool. <laughs> Not in a tailor-made pool. Uh, you know what they say, their slogan, if you see the yep. bus billboards, tailor-made yep. pools. Pools so nice, kids won't piss in them. <laughs> I love it. I like it. I love it. All right, Kyle Fluger, he's your guy for the perfect website, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Were you on that bus? Were you thinking of anything that would say, hey, guess what? I see a moneymaker. Uh, I did. I liked uh, crazyoldmilfsandtrenchcoats.com and howtosurviveamachete.com. <laughs> uh, talking to a friend, my, uh, my longtime friend, Julie Brownman, uh, hung out for a couple of days in Denver, and yeah. we were talking about Kyle Fluger and what an incredible job Kyle has done for Julie as she has built podcasts with Drew Goodman and Dave Logan up there. And you look at their website, it's just fantastic. And we were at lunch just the other day, I mentioned, in Evergreen, Colorado, and you just talk about the benefit of having an outstanding website and having the benefit of first-rate service when you want to add something or adjust something. Man, I challenge you to find somebody better than Kyle and his team. They are outstanding, and we couldn't be more proud to have them on our team. Absolutely right. Absolutely. Um, so a couple things I want to mention real quick is I, I told you about my situation where I kept uh, everybody on my baseball team at, yeah, I love in that. high school this year, and we have 24 guys. It's funny, we played a practice game yesterday. The coach on the other team goes, how many players do you have on that team? I 41. Go, I basically. I said, well, I'll tell you what. If a fight breaks out, we got two against one. Yeah, we're, you're we're, done. We're, we're, we're in pretty good shape. So I told you last week, Steve Verissimo. My who, guy, Stevie yeah, V. Absolutely. Great guy. Friend of the show, living in Arizona, mm -hmm. sends in money, says, I'm buying a uniform. Buys a set, okay? God, so great. Someone else called in, said, hey, I'm in. I'm buying a set. I want a hey, baseball and kids. I'm all in. Guess who it was? Who's that? Friend of the show, Stevie Woods. No way. Yep. Did he do it in a free salmon dinner, too? <laughs> free salmon dinner, dinner. He Venmoed me and said, hey, man, I'm in. And he goes, uh, he goes, 250 bucks for those kids. 
Does Hannah know? Hell no. I I don't know if she knows. Honest to God, I I don't know. But I I, I, I love that man. So here's the the reason I bring this up, and it's funny. I got this note, and I wasn't gonna read it on there, but I I thought it was pretty cool. A year ago, I had a kid on my team who um, wasn't gonna play, wasn't gonna make the team, and the Mm -hmm. kids on the team said. Hey, coach, put him on the team. He's a senior. We all like him. And I said to him, look, man, I can't guarantee you any playing time. And I said, yeah. but I want you to show up to every practice and show up to the games. And um, and he turned into be a great teammate. He won the first ever Jake Pallet Award, the teammate of the year award last year in our banquet. He joined the Army. Okay. Oh, wow. So he sent this note to me um, the night before he joined the Army. He, he texted it to me. So I'm going to try and read this because I can't see for shit, but it's on my phone. It says, hey, Coach Palais, I just want to let you know tomorrow I leave for the Army at 8 a.m. I just wanted to thank you for everything. You helped me rekindle a passion for baseball that I haven't had since I was 12 years old. Easily, you could have used my varsity roster spot for anyone else in the school, but you decided you weren't going to, and that's a testament to the type of coach that you are. And luckily for everyone who has you as a coach or who will have you as a coach, you care. Just practicing, being on the field, being around you, being around Josh, and just being around a team made me fall in love with the baseball again. He goes, I, I've been fighting depression since I was 12 years old, mm. and last year was the best year that I ever had. I'm proud to say I was part of a team, and I'm glad to say that that I love you, Coach, and I'm going to miss you a lot and wish me best of luck as I start my journey into the Army. Um, again, shock San Diego and, uh, you know, go Barons. But that was it was a nice note. And for that moment right there, I was like, you know what? When we talk about buying these uniforms and yeah. the kid going through a tough time, I was like, it was worth it. So Steve Woods and Steve Arissimo, thank you so much. You know why I love that story for both those guys is because they step up when you need them. Yeah. And I have two friends on my team that, man, it's been a challenging week and I was out of town and these dudes on my team, Nick and Connor, just busted their ass for me. They work for me. They do some part-time work for the Padres. And uh, like it's just been a grind. And, man, they both just keep the best attitude. And this weekend, they're going to Arizona. And as Padre employees, they just need to go and recharge their battery. And they're both excited to get away. And I said, well, you know what? They said, um, I said, you know what we'd like to do is Saturday night. It's going to be kind of busy. We're going to see the game during the day. Yeah. I said, man, you know, do you guys utilize your contacts with the team to get tickets? They said, nope, that's not who we are. We just, we bought tickets. I go, that's really great. And they said, uh, the one thing we'd like to do Saturday night is try to see a Coyotes game. I said, you know what? Let me text JoJo Tarantino because JoJo knows everybody in Arizona. Fuck, it took two minutes for JoJo to write back and go, I can't help them. (laughs) They're fucked. They're fucked. So I should have gone to Steve Woods <laughs> or Verissimo. Yes, Verissimo would have hooked him up. Verissimo would have hooked him up. But I, I can't go to Steve now like a slap dick when I should have gone to him first. But that's just like when Woods and Verissimo step up. <laughs> Damn it, JoJo. <laughs> oh, it took two seconds to say, nope. I can get tickets for myself, but not for those two guys. <laughs> we said, all right, well, I'm looking forward to your next blog, and it'll be titled, The Night I Shattered Two Young Dreams <laughs> by JoJo. I got, I got to ask you really quick, speaking yes. of JoJo and the Padres. Yes. Um, 
when you look at the brown uniforms, are you excited? It's They're so br- weird. It like, is I'm weird. I'm not used to it. I'm glad you say that. It seems weird to me, but I'm like, maybe I'm the wrong guy to ask. I will say this, and and I'm going to make you put it in fucking writing tonight. Yeah. If this Preller is able to unload Myers to Boston yeah. and really only has to eat $10 million of that to do it. Yeah. And with all respect to the Quantrill family or whoever else goes in that deal, I don't want to hear any shit out of you all year about that guy. And no matter what he has done or not done, getting rid of that fucking slappy and reading the AC article, I I don't need to hear how he's such a nice guy and a stand-up guy and all this Fuck other that. shit. There's a bunch of fucking stand-up guys. Yeah. They stand up at fucking Circle K every night. <laughs> exactly. Or they stand up at AM, PM. Oh, my God. We just line up to jerk people off in this fucking town. Oh, you know. It's not, I'm not blaming Kevin. I love AC. He's a good dude. He's always been cool to us. I don't give a shit. I do not either. Will Man. Myers is a stand-up guy. Dude, let me tell uh, you if something. I, if you motherfuckers buy in one more time to his bullshit that he's motivated, we heard it in 16, 17, 18, 19, but guess what? And speaking to Will, comma, Myers said the following, quotation, this is a big year for me. I have disappointed, period. Maybe I can be better this year. And everybody goes, fuck yeah, Will. We got your back, you fucking underachieving little shit. God, we love bullshit this We time. sure do. We love <laughs> bullshit. Maybe that's why this show stands exactly. I you're, just, I'd be you're like, right. who, you're, why is that article even written? Because there's nothing else to talk about. This Fucking, if I watch <laughs> Bill Center put one more thing out is, this day in Padre history. Yeah, Mikey what Gonzalez happened went 0 for 3 with two punch outs. And Fuck Tim, off. And Tim Tuffle... <laughs> Jesus. Right? It's crazy. Just remember this. Whenever you start to feel good about Will Myers, that fucking guy told you the Mexican food here sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid shit. God, have you ever been to Roberto's? It's goddamn great. And I'll tell you another thing. If you don't like Roberto's, Alberto's, have you been to Chipotle? <laughs> a, a wise man uh, once told me. Yeah, let me Back in 2004. All right. When talking about a so-called good guy. Yeah. There's a good guy pumping gas at the Shell station. We don't need him playing quarterback for the Chargers. Right. And that was you. Yeah, that was me. It's the best line of all time. Fuck the good guy card. I just, I can't take it. Like, dude, if he comes out and hits 50 home runs and hits 280, you go, fuck. Look at that shit. Yeah, where's that been is what you want to say. You go, hey. No, you know what I'd say, Dave? I'd say, hey, man, good on you. But (laughs) I'll fucking wait. For that story until he's done something to generate it. Because right now you go, this guy's been nothing but frustration. Yes. I did like his candor talking about Andy Green. And I liked what Andy Green said about Myers, which was basically, man, when a guy's got it and it doesn't feel like you're getting every drop out of the lemon, it's frustrating. Yeah. Who you telling? Yeah. Who are you telling? <laughs> Save it, Andy. Half pint? god damn but i'm telling you man i and what do you think happened like i've been gone for five days and i came back and 
like while we're all excited about bets, I don't think any of us really I didn't think legitimately felt, no. but that's the way David felt yeah. last year with Machado. Yes, you're and right. And it happened. So you have to you have to give him credit for making a run at it. Yeah. And you still see the Lindor rumors. But if you're able to unload him to uh, Boston and then get Nick Senzel from... Uh, that would be really cool. From Cincinnati. I would, love that. I would absolutely Hankster. love that. Right. Love it. I just can't understand how that kid writes a note to that, uh, the Army kid. Yeah. To a guy that 95% of us and the late Tony Fernandez agrees is a complete <laughs> fucking <Dude>. dickhead. <laughs> All right, let me be great at the birthday game. All right, I got a bunch of them. And God, I'm telling you, they're really good. Here's a, what I mean is I'll give you the two today that you might know the names. And then okay. the ones from yesterday are insane. Okay. You're going to love you're gonna love the yesterday game. All right, so this is, we'll start off with February 19th or two. Okay. Rihanna, the singer. Rihanna. Hmm. Rihanna's bad luck. Just remember that. Yeah. Everybody who dates Rihanna, something bad happens. Fuck, my man Chris Brown says preach. <laughs> Matt Kemp. Ah. 28? 31. That's funny. No I would have guessed older than 31, but you had uh, 31. Uh, 47 million. Try 570 Is million. Is that right? 570 God million. Damn. God damn. Yeah. Wow. I've seen her naked. I knew yeah, so have I. Not as impressed as I thought I was going to be. Well. Not so great naked. Mm. She looks like she'd have a great rocking body. Not so great. Mm. <laughs> no comment? You've seen her naked? Yeah, I have. All right. Just saying. All right. Here's one. Okay. If you get this one, I'm going to be impressed. But if you listen to Stern, you might get it. Yeah. Millie Bobby Brown. No, is that the girl from Stranger Things? Yes. When he's always doing the agent. <laughs> he's always no. doing the agent voice. You're going to pay Millie Bobby Brown. I'm, you're going to end up on a one-way ticket to Nowheresville. <laughs> is she God? I have no idea. I've never seen her till right now. Yeah. Dude, this one's confusing because she looks confusing. so much younger. She is young. I'm going to say she's um, a 16. Exactly right. Okay. How much how is she much? worth? $10 million? Four. Okay. Four million. I didn't even know if you knew who she was. Yeah, no, my, uh, my son Kate loves Stranger Things. Oh, cool. And she she plays like I've only seen two episodes. Okay, she's kind of funny on that show. All right, here we go. This is from February eighteenth. Okay, okay. twenty twenty is uh, the the birthdays, and all okay. of them are huge names. Okay. okay, we'll start off with Matt Dillon. Oh, Matt Dillon, shit. Um, fifty eight, fifty six, fifty six. So fucking funny. In uh, something about Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think if you're Matt Dillon, you'd rather be... And when's the last thing he was in? God dang, that's a great story. I don't know. When are they going to do a reboot of My Bodyguard? <laughs> Flamingo Kid? Flamingo Kid was a great movie. He, Don't piss in the pool, Jeffrey. <laughs> Janet Jones? Yes. God, see, that was a great movie. You ever see the movie To Die For? I don't think where, so. Okay. Where he, the wife murders him? Anyway, it, I just ruined the movie for you. Yeah, anyway, thanks. No, it's all right. You weren't going to see it. Go ahead. Um, how great is Richard Crenna in Flamingo Kid? I haven't seen yeah. the movie in years. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, hey, it's great. What is that shirt? Nylon? <laughs> <laughs> Nylon? Silk? Come on, Jeffrey. Uh, 56. I think he's worth less than he should be. You're right. Eight, I th from less million. than I thought. Well, it's forty million. I just thought it'd be oh, worth okay. more. 
Yeah, well, that's I, I pretty good. More. Yeah, next one, John Travolta. John Travolta, that bald bastard. <laughs> man, oh man. Put a little truth serum in that kid, huh? Yeah. Figure out what he's what's going on there with him yeah. and Kelly Preston. Yeah, no kidding. I've Tell seen her what. naked. Yeah, I've seen her too. It's great body. Great. Um, I'm going to answer this, and then I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, Follow-up question. John Travolta, older than I'd expect, I believe. I'm going to okay. say John Travolta is 63. 66. Shit. Yeah. He's even older than that. Yep. Uh, 60 million. 170 million. Well, how the fuck did he make all that money? Dude, I don't know, man. Saturday Night Fever, Grease, Welcome um, Back Cotter. I have no idea. You and I sign up for Scientology. <laughs> yes. We go in, L. Ron Hubbard, we commit, we go in. What happens first? We quit or they kick us out? Oh, we're kicked out. We're out, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're making jokes. Shit. But yeah. Lee Remedy's out of there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Do we, I have to we wear... Get kicked out. Do you have to wear what? Do you have to wear like a robe and chant and shit? <laughs> I don't. I have no idea. We don't have to do any of that. All right. It's 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 that one's amazing to me. How many people went after that? Followed the Scientology. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm all for hey, any religion, good for you. But that doesn't even seem like religion to me. I don't even know what they do though. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I mean, I'd like say it's crazy, but it sounds crazy. Skeet shooting tournaments. I know that. And they uh, they run that. But you love Tom Cruise. He's a big guy. Dynamite man. He's making. This fucking Tom Cruise. Let me tell you about this son of a bitch. You say what you want about that goofy little shit. Yeah. The Mission Impossible series. I know you love it. Is the only one where every new one gets better than the one before it. I've only seen the first one. Dave. Yeah. Ghost Protocol is so goddamn great. And when he's doing the own stunts. So I think Ghost Protocol. Uh, the numbers run into each other. But that's the one when he's in Dubai, yeah. and he's on the outside of that building, and he's doing that by himself. Now, the next one is, I think, where he's on the outside of the plane yeah. doing that himself, too. Definitely wild. But then the last one that he just did with the dude from Superman, that's the one where he goes out the back of the plane. This fucking dude, come on. You, I, I take. I still all don't believe he's doing his own stunts. I'm calling bullshit. You got to get. I have the DVDs. Who's insuring that stuff? Come on. Uh, they're doing it because they know he's the man, and this is why Cruz is a goddamn champion. This guy's on the back of planes. You won't fucking have a drink with a girl that claims to be Jesus. Right. That's why he's a he's a killer. <laughs> he's filming the next two Mission Impossibles right now. They're filming them back to back. He has to be, what, like 60? How old Dude, is Tom Cruise? I don't know. But those, he broke his ankle in the last one when he did that scene where he's jumping across. Uh, I'm all, that guy's awesome. Do you think the Top Gun movie will be good? No, no. I think it'll be shit. You ever see, when's the last time he's Top Gun? Yeah, by the way, Tom Cruise is 57. When's the, he's 5'7", too. He's worth How the same crazy, amount as right? Rihanna. He's $570 million. Dude, I have no problem with it at all. All right. So, okay, so no, Top Gun, the movie sucks, dude. It's right? overrated as fuck. It sucks. With the bald guy? It's a shitty movie. Maverick. Yeah, it's horrible. Tom Skerritt? Yeah. 
<laughs> Dude, it's terrible. They, they're yeah. making a second one's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's Molly go. Ringwald. Molly Ringwald. When you think Molly Ringwald, what's the first movie that comes in your mind? Oh, I thought you were going to say I was going to a fire in the hole. <laughs> she wasn't in that movie. Oh, um, Jesus! Breakfast Club. Okay, I'm going Sixteen Candles. Yeah, good call. How much? How old is she? How much is she worth? Fifty four. Fifty two. Fifty two. How much is she worth? Uh, she hasn't really been doing much, right? No, she hasn't done a lot in forever. Um. 17 Once John million. Hughes died, the money ran right. out. Right, <laughs> and she's like, her and Anthony Michael Hall making turquoise furniture at yeah. Kobe's. Or uh, turquoise uh, jewelry at Kobe's. Uh, maybe furniture, too. $16 million. $11 million. God damn, those oh. Breakfast Club fan clubs don't pay for No, shit. they don't. <laughs> they, they don't. All right, I got three more. They're okay. big ones. Vanna White. Oh, fuck. Will you do her today? Yes. Okay. Dude. Remember when she like she got into it with Playboy? Yeah. Because they released all those yeah. pictures. Oh, yeah. Come on, Sooner F. Yeah. I'll tell you what, after like buying those n- last nine issues <laughs> with Diamond Liquor and Cardiff, I felt so much shame. <laughs> um, 60, 62. 63. Ah, she was 62 yesterday. Yes. She makes a shitload of money. I'm going to say 200 million. Dude, it says only 50 million. I thought Bullshit. it was a show. Okay, she I'm makes a ton it. of money. 50 million is what I got. Okay. Here's a girl who makes a ton of money. All right. Yoko Ono. Oh. I've not seen her naked. Thank God. I'm sure she's taking pictures oh, yeah. with, with John Lennon. I probably yeah, have seen her I've naked. I've seen her naked a bunch of times. Not at this age. Eh. Yoko now. Well, let's see. John Lennon was 40, so John Lennon would be like 80 now. So I'm going to say Yoko's 70. She's older than him. Was she really? Yep. Shit, I didn't even know that. 84 then. 87. 87. How much is she worth? Less than what I thought, but a lot. Yeah, $150 million? Oh, no, it's a lot more than that. I would have guessed over a billion dollars. Oh, how much? $600 million. Wow. $600 million. Yeah, I don't know how that. Uh, yeah. Okay. God so, damn. So finally, damn. the big winner of the night is right now the most money for this guy. Okay. Okay. Doctor Dre. Oh damn! Oh damn! I like that one. Dre's gotta be. Is Dre like fifty? I don't think Dre's crazy old. I think Dre's like. Uh, in his fifties. Yeah. I'm going to say Dre's 51. 55. Fuck! That was my first choice, damn and I it. backed off of 55. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Now, Dre was respond. Dre was the... He had a lot going on, man. 800 million? Dude, you're really good. 820 million. Yeah, he Dude, I love that movie, yeah. man. Because that movie tells you, that tells you a story that people, yep, that that just some people didn't want to believe, right? Yep, exactly right. And also, I have one that I meant to mention the other day when you were here. We did our last show. Okay. How old is he? Albert from East Lake Country Club. Albert from East Lake Country Club. He is. 
I like this. I'm going to say Albert is 32. 40 years old. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. Looks Love good. Love Albert. Yep. Absolutely. And he is worth $111 million. 115. $115 million? million? Yes. Well, he's worth every nickel of it. <laughs> um, hey, we have a bunch of exciting stuff coming up that we would like you to be a part of. Uh, you can email us uh, if you'd like to sponsor the show, too. We're always looking. People say, hey, how do we sponsor it? How are we a part of it? We would love to have you as part of the show. Email Dave, DavePalet at gmail.com or jp.s at the yahoo.com. And I really do sincerely appreciate everybody. I, I was saying to Julie that for as many days as we were on the air at Extra or 1090 or anywhere else we've been, I think there is a connection between this show and this audience yes. that is unlike anything Dave and I have done. And I was saying that it's so incredibly nice uh, when somebody takes a minute to come up and say hello and say, hey, man, I listened to that podcast and it's connected with me and and we're glad to have you. Um, man, it, it's really awesome. And for everything uh, that you guys have done to support Dave to support me and support the show it means a lot. Yes. Sincerely. So I know a lot of you are out there tonight fighting the good fight. And some of you reach out, others are just fighting it. And a lot of you have told me and told Dave that this show just kind of helps you on those days. We don't take that shit lightly. Like no. as much as we goof around, it means a lot that that we kind of help you stay balanced, keep grinding. It's gonna be great tomorrow night. On Thursday night, our good friend Brett Boone back in the garage. Yep. And he will be here and talk to him about, you know what? I say we go the whole night. We don't ask him one Astros question. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> We're asking him. We're going to ask him, like. What would he have done? No, I want to ask him the impact because I'm going to that Friday night game. And what's it going to be like, man? What's it going to be like when they are getting it in every stadium? And they're not only getting it yeah. from the fans, they're getting it from everybody. And how long does it last and what happens with Rob Manfred? There's a whole lot of baseball if, to By the way, about. if you're a baseball fan, I encourage you to do this when it's time to vote for All-Stars. You're thinking I'm going to tell you don't vote for any Astros. I 100% am encouraging oh, you to yeah. vote for as many Astro players as you can. Yeah. For the fact the game's at Dodger Stadium this summer. Do you think and they, when they have to, to, that's Someone said that to me today. So they will not show up. You better fucking show up and take your medicine. When they say Houston Astros, second base, Jose Altuve, and he tips his yeah. hat, you boo the fuck out of them. Give, yeah. Put those guys right on the biggest stage. I love that, man. Yeah. Give them the embarrassment they deserve. Uh, back here tomorrow night with Booney. We'll see you on social media. Have a great rest of your night. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. All right.